This is a Federal News Network podcast. Coming up on today's Federal Newscast, OPM is hoping to make it easier for agencies to recruit more diverse candidates. The Pentagon has entered what many hope will be the final round against cancer. And two senators have an idea for streamlining GAO's recommendations for agencies. These stories and more in today's Federal Newscast. Welcome to today's episode of the Federal Newscast. I'm Eric White. The Office of Personnel Management is trying to create better pathways to help agencies recruit qualified, younger, and more diverse candidates. It's part of a surge hiring effort for the bipartisan infrastructure law. The law adds 8,000 new federal jobs across agencies, including the Departments of Transportation, Energy, Commerce, and Agriculture. The hiring surge includes filling 3,000 of those new positions over the first six months after President Biden signed the bill into law. OPM also launches what its chief information officer calls a giant logistics effort. More on that from Federal News Network's Tom Temin. CIO Guy Cavallo says his shop is boxing up home office kits consisting of two monitors, a notebook PC dock, keyboard and mouse. Deliveries or loading dock pickups will start within a week. No printers, though. At an ATARC conference in Annapolis, Maryland, Cavallo said OPM acknowledges that a substantial portion of its workforce will mostly telework permanently. Those employees won't have workspaces at OPM offices. Tom Temin, Federal News Network. President Biden nominates Army General Christopher Cavalli for the position of Supreme Allied Commander of Europe. NATO has also supported his nomination. In the position, he will look after Allied Command operations and head the Supreme Headquarters Allied Powers Europe. The position is currently held by Air Force General Todd Walters. DOD is working with other agencies to defeat cancer. Federal News Network's Scott Massioni explains how. The Pentagon is taking part in the White House's larger cancer moonshot program. The Defense Department will expand its study of DNA and proteins past the current network of 13 military and VA hospitals. Over time, the effort will grow to encompass work on all types of cancer. DOD will convene a roundtable today to discuss cancer health equity and military exposures that relate to cancer. The White House wants to reduce the death rate of cancer by 50% over the next 25 years. Scott Massioni, Federal News Network. The Justice Department is now going after the company allegedly involved in a conflict of interest case at the Homeland Security Department. After settling with former DHS executive Ken Buck for $10,000 in April, DOJ filed a lawsuit yesterday against Intelligent Fiscal Optimal Solutions and its owner, Tawanda Smith, both of Columbia, Maryland. Justice alleges IFOS and Smith violated the False Claims Act by submitting false invoices to DHS in connection with a contract for staff augmentation services. Justice says IFOS falsely claimed that another employee served as a strategic advisor to the project, but had Buck in that role before his two-year cooling-off period ended. Federal Emergency Management Agency employees get some good news in a case of alleged unpaid overtime. Federal News Network's Justin Doubleday reports. Current and former FEMA employees may soon be able to benefit from a $16.5 million settlement over unpaid overtime. The American Federation of Government Employees says it settled the Fair Labor Standards Act grievance with FEMA recently. AFGE first lodged the complaint in 2018. It alleged that FEMA employees were improperly denied FLSA coverage and were not being properly compensated for all overtime work. Now, the Class Action Implementation Group will gather information from FEMA to determine who is eligible to receive payments from the settlement. 
Justin Doubleday, Federal News Network. Senate lawmakers are pressing Homeland Security's Inspector General on whether his office diminished or delayed reports of sexual harassment and misconduct at DHS. Judiciary Committee Chairman Dick Durbin and Ranking Member Chuck Grassley raised those concerns in an April 27th letter to IG Joseph Kafari. It follows reporting from the Project on Government Oversight that suggests Kafari's office is delaying a report on harassment and misconduct at DHS law enforcement agencies. The lawmakers are asking Kafari when the report will be released and why it has been delayed, among other questions. Agencies have yet to meet thousands of recommendations from the Government Accountability Office. Now the leadership of the Senate Homeland Security and Governmental Affairs Committee wants GAO to change how it reports progress on those recommendations to Congress. Committee Chairman Gary Peters and Ranking Member Rob Portman introduced the Improving Government for America's Taxpayers Act. It would require GAO to consolidate its most urgent but unmet recommendations into one report for congressional leaders. Congressman Derek Kilmer and William Timmons introduced the bill in the House. The IRS is looking at scanning technology to tackle its paper backlog. Federal News Network's Jory Heckman has more. The IRS, in a request for information, is looking for technology that will do a complete digital intake for its incoming mail. The IRS receives more than 100 million pieces of mail every year and has singled out its paper-based workload as a major hurdle this filing season. IRS Commissioner Chuck Reddick told members of the Senate Appropriations Committee that the agency is looking at ways to automate paper tax returns. It would help from a staffing perspective, it would help from a cost perspective, and I think it would help across the board in terms of shortening the tail and when we can get these returns processed and get refunds out. Jory Heckman, Federal News Network. GSA is planning on taking steps to get the Polaris GWAC back on track. Federal News Network's Jason Miller has the details. The General Services Administration is taking corrective action to solve the protest of its Polaris government-wide acquisition contract. The Government Accountability Office dismissed the protest by BD Squared on April 25th of this small business contract. This decision came just about a month after the company filed the complaint and 19 days after GSA paused the entire procurement after hearing concerns from industry over the mentor-protege requirements. What that corrective action is remains unclear. Even BD Squared is waiting to see what GSA does. Jason Miller, Federal News Network. And federal employees get more recognition from House lawmakers as part of Federal Service Recognition Week. A new piece of legislation reinforces gratitude for federal workers during the course of the week. The bill says public servants should be commended for their dedication and continued service to the U.S. The legislation also highlights many of the federal workers' contributions, including fighting against the COVID-19 pandemic, protecting critical infrastructure, and securing transportation systems. Federal Service Recognition Week runs from May 1st through May 8th. You can find more information about these stories at federalnewsnetwork.com, search Federal Newscast, and subscribe to the Federal Newscast on Podcast One or Apple Podcast. I'm Eric White. Reconnect with a carpool or vanpool. Even if you're commuting just a few days a week, Commuter Connections can match you with others that live and work near or at the same place as you. Prefer taking the bus or train? There's never been a better time to reconnect with transit. Plus, you have the added comfort of knowing Guaranteed Ride Home is there for any unexpected emergency for free. For more options, visit commuterconnections.org or call 1-800-745-RIDE. Some restrictions apply.